0: Follow Justin's 90-day transformation from pudgy to ripped right here each week on Mind Pump. To get Justin's exact phased workout and diet plan, go to mindpumpradio.com and click the big yellow button at the top of the page.
1: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts. Sal Destefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, welcome to Mind Pump. We put the sex and sexual harassment. We put the pump. <laughs> what? <laughs> the sex and sexual harassment. I'm here again? with Adam Schaefer and Justin Andrews, and this is Sal Destefano speaking. Um, I want to talk about. Now, this is a serious. I know I started that off kind of ridiculous, but this is a serious subject. This is actually one that touches yeah, home. You for can't me. really do that. What go, you, know, go, you start off with crazy. sexual harassment? <laughs> <Social> <laughs> harassment. We're well, gonna get serious well, yeah, now. Yeah. No, <laughs> Sex, that, what, why are you trying to say sexual harassment is not serious? No, it is. serious That's a serious subject. It Maybe it yeah. is a
2: good tra- transition. Yeah, yeah
1: listen, I, I've been meaning to tell you. You know, when you talk and you always put your hand on my thigh when you talk, like yeah. you're trying to make it more. <laughs> that makes
2: you feel awkward. They play that states. Uh, no, game, no, no, right? no, no, no. It doesn't make what me. What state feel, am I thinking of? It doesn't
1: make me feel awkward. You if you did it to that? other people, potentially it could be sexual harassment. Well, you what was I to supposed me.
2: to think? You've been rubbing my feet underneath the table this whole time that we've been talking. I thought you were asking for Dude, it. you girls... See, this, this your, is the shit. You're your just your like a woman. Toenails. They send the wrong signals. <laughs> <laughs> you look me right in the eyes. You touch my feet. <laughs> oh, oh, this, you know, <laughs> and then I grab your thigh and all of a <laughs> hey, you're going to
1: hey, scream sexual right, harassment. Right, we need to stop joking around because Justin's getting uh, jealous. I am. Um, you guys don't touch me. So let's talk... After your twelve week transformation, too <laughs> 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 <he> fluffy. That's <laughs> so I like them thick. Yeah. All right. So let's let's uh, let's talk about this. Is a serious subject now for reals because um, this is something that touches home for me. And i i would I would venture to say that the vast majority of people in the fitness industry, especially the people that are in the uh, the cosmetic fitness industry, the ones that present their physiques on stage, whether it be a bikini model or a physique competitor or bodybuilder. I'd say we a good percentage of us probably have have or do continue to have uh, to suffer from some kind of body image issue. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. um, you know, speaking from personal experience, I'll tell you what I, I grew up um, and I was very, very, very skinny. I was painfully skinny, and this is what got me into working out. Um, but it was really, you know, it wasn't. Uh, I know some guys work out to impress women, this and that. I, I just felt you know, I felt like I needed to. I don't know. I just didn't feel. Um I, I needed to get bigger. I needed to build more did muscle. You feel manly. Maybe not manly enough, you know. And um I did a lot of stupid things with my diet and my training as a result uh, of that. And it wasn't up until relatively recently that I kind of reconciled, you know, that it was it was an issue. It was a little bit of a body image issue. I mean, I don't know, can you guys relate to any? No, oh, no, that's uh this, yeah, yeah, this definitely. is definitely
2: very close to home for me. Uh like yourself. Uh, Most all of my life, I was teased for being skinny. Yeah, So you see me too. Yeah, I was the skinny, skinny kid, all kinds of great nicknames that we could go through all day about. But excuse me, I I dealt with that for a very long time. I mean, shit all the way uh, into my 20s too. I mean, I've struggled putting weight on for a very, very long time. And I would, I would attribute that same feeling to, you know, just wanting to be more, more masculine, more manly. You know, I I felt like a boy, a little boy, Mm -hmm. you know, being skinny. And and I always had a young looking face too. So I've always had a baby face and then, uh, being a real skinny guy and, and and not feeling very big and manly. Mm -hmm. Um, and like yourself, uh, I, I don't think I really broke through that completely until I got in this competing and, uh. And Which sounds weird because you would think, oh, that would cause more or be worse. But the the issue that I had is up until I competed, I've never really went on a true, like, cut or, like, really – di-
1: You were scared of losing size. Yeah, yeah. I was
2: so scared of losing muscle that I would never purposely try and eat in a deficit, mm-hmm. ever. I mean, I was always living in a surplus or trying to live in a surplus. I was always the guy who – I was a guy who – um, could never eat enough. Who could you just struggle? I was a breakfast skipper in the morning, and you know, my first meal wasn't until noon or one. And then by that time, I was I was always under eating what I needed for protein and, and calories in order to grow. And you know, had just struggled putting weight on. You know, and if I would put a few pounds on, it, would, it seemed like if I fell off my routine or fell off of eating uh, just for a week or two, it would just all of a sudden come right off again. So because of this. Um, I was always living in this surplus, and it wasn't until um, I did the whole transformation thing. So, those that um, are listening and didn't, don't know this uh, part of uh, the big social media following that uh, that I attribute uh, is to my YouTube channel. And I started a YouTube channel um, a couple of years ago when I when I got out of shape. I fell out of shape. Um, for two years I ate really bad and had a, a job change where I was sedentary. I sat on it sat at a desk for like 10, 12 hours a day all day long. And for the first time, I actually I felt fat. Like I've never felt fat. I've always been uh skinny or felt, you know, in shape, fit. I had some decent amount of muscle. I've never looked at myself as a really big buff guy. And I've never thought of myself as somebody who's ever been fat. And for the first time, I felt fat. I was uh, 19% body fat, and you know, somebody's listening like, "Oh, fuck you, Adam," you know, like because they're nowhere near that; they're way above. Well, yeah, them. but you
1: you 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 were in the fitness industry for a long time. Yes. So 19% is yes high if you're in the fitness industry. Exactly,
2: as a male for a male who's been a personal who was a, per, who was, who was a personal trainer actively during that time, right? So that's a, that was a big deal for me. And I, I thought, you know, my whole career, people always used to tell me like, oh, you you don't know what it's like, you know, you don't know what it's like to be overweight and try and lose weight. And, you know, cause I was always talking about how I was a skinny guy trying to build. And for the first time in my life, I looked at myself and thought, man, I'm way out of shape. I'm fat. I need to get, I need to get lean. I need to cut. And I've never actively designed a program for myself mm-hmm. to lean down always because I was so afraid I was going to lose this muscle. And it was amazing because when I decided to switch gears and do this, um, I went from 19% uh, down to 7% body fat when I did the final the final uh, dunk or body fat test. And it was crazy how many people I'd gotten the most big, you look huge, man, you look huge, you look buff compliments that I ever had in my life going through this whole cutting process.
1: So you kind of helped you get over that whole, it did. I'm not
2: big. And it, and it made me go like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, you know, this is the most compliments I've ever gotten on my physique and and size related too. not just like, oh, you look really good or you look really fit or you look ripped. It was like, man, you look big. You look yoked. What are you doing? Like everybody want to know what I was doing and what, how, what what was I doing to get so big? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm losing weight every day. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning out. And uh, so one of the best advices I could ever give somebody that has this similar com- complex is you would be surprised. Nothing will make you look bigger and more buff than dropping 10 pounds of fat Mm. wherever you're at. I mean, obviously if you're 3% body fat already, that's not the case, but anybody who is above single digits body fat, even if you consider yourself a lean person, like I was always carried my body fat percentage somewhere between 10 and 13% as a personal trainer. And yet still I would never had a desire to try and go lower because I was always trying to build. I always need to be bigger. I always need to be bigger. But yet, I wish I would have known this because I would have done like we talked about before: these mini cuts and mini bulks all the way through my program, versus just always being on this bulk.
1: Well, see, people uh, when they think of uh, body dysmorphia, um, they they instantly think of like women or girls, right, that suffer from this. But uh, uh, this happens to men also, and it's just not uh, we just don't talk about it as much. Um, but you know, you look at you know the magazines, you look at you know the action heroes. Um, you know, I had a, a role model. I have a, a, a fantastic family. My father's a very physical person. Um, he was an athlete. You know, when he was a, a younger, um, very strong guy. And I just wasn't like that. And so I felt incredibly insecure as a result. And I was always much more of an intellectual. And I didn't never really truly embraced it until much later. I wanted to be more of the athlete. And um, so I know what it's like. You know, and I get clients who will come train with me, and they've got these body image issues, and I can completely relate to them. And they look at me and they think, "Oh, you've never, you don't understand what I'm going through because I always feel fat or I always feel a certain way." And you know what I tell them is, you know, and this is so cliche, but you have to, before you can solve that, you ha- you do, you really do have to accept yourself um, for really who you are. And when that happens, um, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And I'll tell yeah. you, it, it, I started to, for myself, when it really started to, tr- to, to, I guess that transformation started to happen for me was when I started. I went back into competing in um, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm. and up until then, I had lifted lots of weights and um, and in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, it's all technical. You got to be very te- you have to have lots of technique and stamina. And what I did is I took one obsession, which was to get big all the time, and I just moved my obsession from there to getting good at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And although it wasn't a cure because I still had an obsession, it was uh, it did allow me to break free. From that, you know that that whole, you know, I need to get so big stage because then now I'm competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and it's all about, you know, being technical and being. I guess
2: that's real similar to what I was saying with the bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, it helped me break. I guess I I did go from one one extreme to another extreme, but doing so, you broke that chain. Yeah, it caused me to look at it completely different. It did,
1: and then finally, I probably I'm 35 now, um, maybe about five years ago. You know, I had this kind of this epiphany. And about five years ago, I started getting into things like meditation. Um, I got into, you know, looking inside. Um, And it had had nothing to do with body image issue. It was just, it was a stage in my life. I had met some good friends who were doing, who were, you know, really teaching me about these types of things. And um, so I started doing that. I used to start, I would look internally and I'd start meditating. And um, I realized my son is a spitting image of me. Uh, as as I like I was as a child. He's the same exact thing, um, you know. He's thin. He's probably gonna have a tough time gaining lots of muscle. Um, really smart kid, um, and I have absolute. I have nothing but um, absolute. Uh, what's the word? Uh, I there unconditional love for him, and and I'm, I'm proud and pride that he's my boy. And I, this epiphany kind of hit me when I looked at him and I thought to myself, "Holy cow, that's that's me," you know. And so then I I I, I reversed that on myself, and I realized that I need to be able to feel that way about myself as well, mm-hmm. and that's when I finally kind of broke free of that, and that's when I was able to really develop my the fitness philosophy that I have now, which is really based around, and I still have that performance background because I still have a passion for it, but it's now it's a wellness and health. Uh, it's kind of uh, melded with wellness and health, and that only happened after I was able to fully accept myself, so... I don't. Know, I'm looking at. We're both looking at Justin because this guy puts on muscle like like nobody's business. But well, have
0: you ever? No. Yeah. It has an. Tell us been. if you cried yourself to sleep. No. This is <laughs> <same, brother. laughs> such a somber episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I'm. So back back. Um. I want to go back to elementary school and junior high. Let's say I. I was actually a really skinny kid too, if you believe it or not, and. um, I played a lot of sports. I was just immediately into sports, so that's where all my energy was spent. Um, but I, I actually was very self-conscious because I, I had these um, – I was really bony. And so what I mean by bony is um, on my shoulders, I have like on the acromion process where um, my collarbone sort of connects there mm. with the shoulder. It's really pointy. And so it when I'm really skinny and and this is the thing this is why I don't like being skinny okay because when I get skinny it's it's very pronounced okay my brother you know and I both share this this issue and so we would we would kind of like console each other with this like not only we had that going on for us but we were also like stark white you know so i was never like (laughs) you know i'm like that that self-conscious guy that's like you know i i can't get a tan unless i work at it for like the entire summer and then at the end i might start getting something but i'm freckly and you know all these kinds of things but you know at, at a certain point um i think it was high school i just i just didn't i didn't care anymore and i started fueling all that energy like 'Cause I would take my shirt off and people would notice the bone and they'd say stuff. Otherwise I would have forgot about it, but people would have kept saying things about <laughs> it. <you laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, what's wrong with your shoulder? Kids are looking for anything. Oh, kids that's are different, fucking right? Mean, they, kids are mean when they, they just want to find no something filter. messed up no about it. No filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So th- that was one of them that kept, you know, being uh, brought to my attention. And um I I I at one point actually and you guys like I I talked to my parents about it. I was like, you know, I want to cut them off. <laughs> I was like, is there a way I could cut these off?
1: You want to resect your AC joint. That's like, yeah. a sur- that's a surgery. I got actually had that on my left shoulder cause I heard it. They had to resect it. Oh really? Bit. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I didn't even know if it was
0: cosmetically, but that's how I thought. Cause like people kept bringing it up and yeah. it was, and I, and so I just thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to get bigger and I'm going to start lifting weights. And, uh, so I started fueling all my energy into that and, uh, it, it, it really didn't take me as long is uh, it, it took me maybe one semester and I started gaining putting, putting some weight on yeah, and putting fuck, some muscle on <laughs> about uh, senior year. I was pretty, I was pretty muscular. And then from then on, it was just like, whatever. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. still there, but you know, I put on enough muscle to where I didn't care anymore. And then that, that mentality kind of drove me forward where it was like, you know what, I am who I am and, and this is what I have. And, and I'm so confident in, what I'm bringing in from all these different things like athletically you know I I put all my emphasis there academically I put my emphasis there you know that same mentality carries me to this day where uh you know if you put me in a room with anybody I feel like you know I'm gonna want to you know, I, I'm gonna do okay. You know, for myself, and uh, I just want to carry myself that way.
1: Well, I think ironically, if you don't, you know, if you have this, and I and I think a lot of us do have kind of some kind of body image issue, whether it be your, you know, you have your ears stick out a little bit, or you know, you know, there's you have, gonna be something, something. Yeah. But you know, ironically speaking, if it's if you don't address that, um, then your progress in the gym, your progress with nutrition. It's never going to be the best that can be because you're always you're always going for a goal that's you can't get to, you know. You're never going to be big enough if you want to build muscle, or you're mm. never going to be lean enough, or you're never, you know. I can't tell you how many times I had clients, uh, female clients, that would comment about you know when when they were in their twenties and be like, "Oh my God, I thought I was so fat when I was in my twenties, but now I look look at those pictures and I looked amazing. I can't believe I thought that." So much of it is in your own perception, you know, and the things that you think. Stand out that are these horrible things, even if people point them out, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, most of the time it's not that big of a deal. And confidence, Jesus, oh, confidence it, makes up. It so It trumps much. everything. Oh, you know what? I have this. We we have this buddy in common. I'm not going to say his name. He's gonna. It's this. He might get a little offended, but he's not the best looking dude. He's not tall. He's not ripped. But I'm going to tell you something right now. He's the most confident guy you've ever met. You go into a bar with this guy, within five minutes. Every chick in that bar oh, yeah. wants to go out with this guy. I already know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> no He's he, and it's it's all about that confidence. Mad game. Mad game, and it's you know it's you have to really just um, kind of accept yourself for, you know for who you are and what you are, and what'll end up happening when you do that is you'll automatically find yourself taking care of yourself uh, in a better way. You'll find yourself exercising more efficiently. My workouts now are so much more effective because I've addressed that body image issue. And you would think before, because my body image issue would drive me more, but what it did is it made me do things that were unhealthy. My diet would be crazy. I'd I'd bulk uh, to ridiculous weights and, you know, I'd lift stupid. And now it's so much more effective because I'm uh, I'm much more confident with who I am. Um, And so this is something, I mean, as trainers, we encounter this all the time. I think most
2: are. Did you, I I was like Justin too. I had specific things in my body that drove me crazy or I felt like I was Mm -hmm. too. Were you like that? Did you have...
1: I you know yeah, um, my legs were super super skinny, which is funny considering now that's probably one of my my mo- my bo- most responsive body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have areas of my body that I like you know that I, I don't think are perfect or whatever, but it's a different relationship yeah. with them now. Uh, whereas before it was like you know these glaring you know uh, horrible things that are on my body. Whereas now it's like well it's just you know how I look. It's not that big of a deal. So I think if you you know if you can if you can. Address And this is a very, it, it is a very somber kind of, um, you know, uh, serious episode. But, I, you know, I wanted to do this episode because in, in our industry with the, the amount of trainers that I know that have these kind of body image issues. The people that I see on Instagram mm-hmm. posting pictures of themselves constantly, um, you know, because they, 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 they need that to feel um, good about themselves. Or even the, the, the horrible things people will do to themselves from the cosmetic surgeries to the, to, to the drugs that they'll take. Right. Um, or the fat-burning pills that they'll take uh, to look a certain way. Um, you know, we need to address that in our industry because I think it's it's going to destroy the fitness industry, and it's already taken it so far away from health. Um, and it, it's time we bring it back. I think a little bit. Um, have you guys ever trained? I'm sure you guys have trained clients uh, who've had to deal with major obesity issues. Yeah, no, you know, I have, and those 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 big you know uh, body image issues.
2: I, I, tons. One thing though, I want to say um, on on the flip to that though is this is. I, there's also the other extreme. I feel that people use that as the um, oh, I don't want to become this narcissistic person, right? Who right. I or put,
1: put people down who are yes, yeah, that's who no, who also getting
2: in really good shape. Exactly, See, but
1: that's a false. That's a false. It front. is, but it's yeah.
2: and let me tell you, it's very common. It's just as common. So you've got you've got these two yeah. extremes. You've
0: mm-hmm. got the, the ends of the spectrum. Yeah, you right got there. the
2: insecure guys like us who you know had issues. Like I, I had the rib cage. The bones sticking out. Like, mm-hmm. it was weird. I, I looked like I had a shifted rib cage. Like, I was so skinny you could see my ribs and one stuck mm-hmm. out, you know. Abnormally tiny, small calves and this huge cock. And like this, <laughs> just, <laughs> just imagine how that looked like. You know, this, kid, this, this skinny kid, this skinny kid geez. taking a shower with these yeah. small calves. That's why you uh,
1: cut. That's why you cut in half. Yeah, abnorm- yeah. abnormally huge it's only, penis. It's only twelve in this- inches now. Yeah. They're <laughs> calling me tripod. I
2: don't know. <laughs> right,
1: so, it's only two inches. But you say so you have the, you have these the two floor. extremes,
2: right? You've got these. You've got these. Uh, <laughs> you got these fitness professionals like yourself. That that's how we fell into this profession. Is we had these body images that. Uh, you know, we worked so hard, you know, I fought so hard to become this bigger guy and get fit because I had that. And it's what propelled me here, which, you know, I wouldn't change that for anything because I felt like that is what kind of was the early motivation. Uh, I think the maturity and, and getting older and stuff and and uh, realizing that, like we talked, like Sal talked about, very similar. I had the same type of awakening where you start to accept uh who you are you have a different look yes I still look at parts of my body as unsymmetrical or I need to work on it but it's not uh, enough to where I feel insecure I was so insecure I wouldn't wear shorts you know I wouldn't wear shorts because right. I don't want to I'd wear pants it'd be like 110 degrees outside and wear jeans and a tank top you know yeah. like you just you won't catch me I'll wear shorts now in the wintertime if it's warm enough you know mm-hmm. to go outside or work out like a totally different uh, mentality Isn't but it- that that's one side and then you have this other side You know, when you're trying to motivate a client or talk to somebody about, you know, getting in shape and and fit and, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, I just want to be healthy. I don't want to be, you know, like one of those narcissistic trainers where all you do is take pictures of themselves and all they care about is their body, this and that. And I feel like they use that as an excuse to, to not be disciplined and, and eat right. clean and, and make decisions, healthy decisions and stuff. So, well, you
1: know, when you see someone that you, that's you, just you, as bad, okay. <laughs> it is, you know how it is. You, 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 get jealous. You see the person that, you know, you, you want to be like. And so to make yourself feel better, you call them names and you, you know, you say, you say things about them. Or mean, you
0: watch my 600 pound life on TV and yeah. Yeah, my, my, anyway, that shows on like in my house and like the hoarders, I can't stand those shows. I just it Ugh. Those, yeah. I, I do it, those, just, it gets at my just just the psychology of, of everything going on and how you know detrimental it is like it's like a, a cancerous well, thing you, you, know, you, you don't like watching through. who watches it in your house my, my wife. wife she loves those so shows. I, I watch uh, I can't watch you know it,
2: sixteen and pregnant and I watch uh, hoarders and those things for some I do that whenever I'm sick and I'm home and I'm stuck and I can't get out of there and I feel down and it depressed. makes you feel
1: better about yourself I think it
2: does I don't know <laughs> I don't know what it is Katrina always calls See, me they're like midday it, to I, check up on me and she's like what are you doing I'm, she's like I know what you're doing right now. you're watching sixteen and pregnant, aren't you? And I'm like, Shh, don't tell anybody that, babe. You know, yeah. people are gonna think different of me. If that, not, well, see,
1: that's four thousand listeners. Yeah, that's a, that, yeah.
0: that's such a hard thing, though. Like, I, I always feel for the doctor in that situation. That's where I'm coming from. Like, I like he's trying to make all these breakthroughs and really, really get into the psyche of it. And like, the person you know, who's six hundred pounds, yeah, 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 that was long gone. Yeah, I'm saying three hundred fifty no, pounds ago. Like, <laughs> it's it's so beyond hopeless. Yeah. Like at that point, and in, like it isn't like there's. There's things that, um, you know, some people have some breakthroughs, but, like, you have to think about the amount of time it takes to get that big.
1: Well, I I think at at the end of the day, um, really, if you're dealing with something like this or you're not even aware that you're dealing with something like this, the ability to be objective, to look inside, to be honest with yourself. God, that's fucking hard. To truly be honest with yourself, to actually sit down and be like, wow, uh, I have an issue with this, um, is one of the hardest things to do. But if you can do that, if you can... Really be honest with uh, with these issues. You will go so much further um, in life. And I don't care what it is. You know, I'll tell you what. You can apply this to business. You know, I have friends that will try and start businesses and they'll fail. And it's everybody else's fucking fault. It's oh, never yeah. their fault. It's the always... Victim role. I'm the yeah, victim it's always. the economy oh, or, you yeah. know, yeah. the market or this Pussy. and that. That's yeah, what you are. Yeah. You know what? If you take ownership and you say, okay, what can I do... Um, maybe it isn't your fault, but at the end of the day, even if you believe it is your fault, you're going to constantly try to improve and succeed. And you're going to constantly revisit those things, um, and be objective about what you're actually doing. That's a great
0: point is because, I mean, it, it really revolves around your personal, uh, you know, empowering, like you empower yourself to make changes. And, and I just, I can't get one of the most frustrating things that I've dealt with, with, um, some people that have that men- victim mentality, it's just like they never have a, a breakthrough because it's always reliant on somebody else to infuse that for them. Right. And so, you know, for me, um, you know, it, it, if they can't reach that place, there has to be, there has to be a different approach, you know, necessary for that some kind of psychological breakthrough. Like we really need to we really need to address that. Like why, why is it that you can't, you you can't look for that within yourself. Like what what's holding you back from accepting the fact that you have control because it's your body.
1: Well, it's it's windows and mirrors. Have you guys ever heard can't, of that? Can't
0: is such a weak ass no. word.
1: Have you guys ever heard of that? Windows and mirrors. No. So this is from a book um, I read uh, from Good to Great. I think it was the name of the oh. book. Fantastic book. But basically, a good leader, or let's just talk about just a regular person, right? Um, when something goes wrong, the average person looks out the looks out the window and see, and looks out to see who they can blame. And when something goes right, they look in the mirror, like, "Oh, I did I did everything right." A good leader does the opposite. When something goes wrong, they look in the mirror. And when things go right, they look out the window and look at all the people around them that help them. To do that right thing, and that's the right attitude to take I love that. in life, yeah. And to take ownership and to feed, to empower yourself, and whether and, and again, this is bringing it right back to what we're talking about with these body image issues is you have to be honest with yourself. Why am I taking things to such an extreme, or why is this such an unhealthy? Why well, am um, I letting this person from,
0: affect me? You know, all these things, right? Like, yeah.
1: I, and, and and once you can address that, I promise you um, the, the side effect of that is you'll, you'll probably get to your goals better and healthier. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's the end of the day. I mean, and I tell you what, we, we welcome you. If you, you know, you want to be honest about this, go on our Instagram page, tell us your stories. There's a lot of people who are afraid to talk about these things, yeah. but they're going to read your comments and it's going to help them out. It's going to yeah, help strengthen them. They'll
0: feel strengthened by it. Absolutely. They, yeah. I think, I think that's the thing. We're a community and we want to build a community and, uh, we're, we're here to give you not only just advice, but we, we, we want to be there to listen as well. So
1: And we joke around a lot, but at the end of the day, man, I tell you what, if you're trying to get better yourself, I don't care what your problem is, yeah. you're going to get... All the respect in the world from the three hey, of us. N- number Absolutely.
2: one, number one quality found in a human being is self-awareness to me. There's n- there's nothing more attractive, male female doesn't matter than than somebody who has has genuinely has uh, embraces embodies self-awareness and can like you said look at your reflect, look at yourself. Anything goes wrong, anything and everything. That's how I feel like. It doesn't matter how much a situation looks like it's somebody's fault or everything. The world could just not be lining up for me. What does it matter? It's what, what am I doing or what can I do differently yeah. always? You know, something too that, you know, we talk about uh, those extremes uh, for people, something that may help those that that struggle with uh, with getting started, getting started or the, the body issues or just staying consistent or whatever it might be. Um, something that I always challenge myself. And, and this is me. It's me, how I compete against myself to better me. Is whatever it is I'm setting off on. Or whether you're or you're working on something internally, spiritually, like Sal was talking about, or if it's something aesthetic and cosmetic for yourself, or if it's just energy, strength, whatever it may be, and you've set out a plan for yourself. So the first thing is to to to, to set up a plan. You got to have a plan for something. If you don't have a plan for anything and you're just kind of going at it, um, and you're wondering why you're continuing to fail, that's probably the first step. And if you if you need help with that, that's where you hire a professional. But what I would do is I I would set like this this goal for myself that. Okay, and it could be like like you said, Sal. Like I'm working on something internally. I could also be working on myself cosmetically, and I'm going okay. These this is what I need to accomplish daily in order to achieve this. And I start trying to string as many days as I can in a row. And let's say I get nine days of eating right on my diet, my workouts, getting my reading in, doing all these things to, to help grow as an individual and better myself. And then boom, I hit a hard day or something happened. Hits hit a brick wall. Instead of crying over spilled milk and beating myself up over it or blaming the world on why it didn't go my way, you know, you pick your ass right back up. And now my goal is to get eight days in a row because I've only gotten seven now. Now I'm going to get eight and I bust my ass till I get eight. And and, and then the same thing happens, let's say 15 days down the road. and Now I've made 15 days and then yet nothing, something else happens. You know, I think that's where a lot of people fall off is they, they set on the, they set it towards whatever they're, they're trying to accomplish and then, as soon as they hit that, all of a sudden the blaming happens and the feeling sorry for yourself. And it's like, no, I mean, shit happens. It happens for all of us. All of us have, have imperfect days. We're and, all human. Yeah. Yeah. And when it does, you don't, you don't dwell on it. You pick yourself back up, and you get back on it, and you challenge yourself to beat that, to beat what your best record was last time, and you continue to improve. You
1: that have role. that attitude. We got your back all day long. Absolutely. We love you.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.